दिवाली के लड्डू क्रिसमस केक अब न्यू ईयर है तो पीना तो बनता है एंड विदाउट चखना दारू इज इम्पॉसिबल नो नवंबर शुरू होते ही वी बिगेन इंडल्जिंग इन ओवर ईटिंग एंड ट्रस्ट मी दिस ईयर वॉज नो डिफरेंट रिजल्ट स्टमक अपसेट एसिडिटी बट वॉट इफ योर स्टमक सफर्स दिस बद हसमी एवरी वंस अ वीक वॉट इफ इट गोज टू अनादर एक्सट्रीम वेन यू आर कॉन्स्टेंटली स्ट्रगलिंग विद चेस्ट पेन्स और कांट इवन सॉलो योर फूड प्रॉपरली Honestly, if that is the case, then you could be suffering from a disease called gastroesophageal reflux disease or GERD. What that basically means is that the acid which is naturally produced in your stomach to break down the food flows back into the food pipe. This is unnatural. Not all organs are meant to withstand acid, right? So, it can definitely severely damage your food pipe. On top of everything, If you have undiagnosed GERD and become pregnant imagine the discomfort and I'm specifically mentioning discomfort because that's the first thing that compels us to go to the doctor Now traditionally GERD was thought to be uncommon in India ab after all perception to yahi hai na that Indian cuisine is not everyone's cup of tea but us Indians we of course are expected to be used to this burst of flavors no Now unfortunately the studies done in India specifically one published in the International Journal of Medicine and Public Health back in 2013 emphasize that somewhere between 8 and 19% of Indians suffer from this illness this number makes gerd in India almost as prevalent as it is in the western countries So today we have with us Dr. J K A Jamil senior consultant surgical gastroenterologist and minimal access surgeon at Apollo Hospitals Chennai. He will talk to us about this illness called gastroesophageal reflux disease its effect on our lives causes and its cures. Welcome Dr. Jamil welcome to Health Charcha how are you today? I'm fine thank you Deepthi how are you? I'm good too. Uh so let's start with uh you know what this disease is all about what GERD or GERD or gastroesophageal reflux disease is all about. Well gastroesophageal reflux disease which is often abbreviated as GERD is a disorder which occurs because of a defect in the sphincter mechanism located at the gastroesophageal junction. This is a junction of the foot pipe and the stomach foot pipe is uh, medically known as esophagus the usual function of this sphincter mechanism is to act like a one way valve it allows the food and the water to go down into the stomach but prevents them from coming up into the esophagus mm. so when this sphincter mechanism becomes weak or ineffective 
it causes the contents of the stomach including the stomach acid to reflux back into the esophagus as a result of this constant reflux the the mm-hmm. lining of the esophagus which is a very delicate lining can get irritated and become inflamed so this causes a variety of symptoms so what are these symptoms and how does one know that you know he or she could have got well there are uh, some typical symptoms and some atypical symptoms mm-hmm. typical symptoms are heartburn which is a burning sensation in the chest behind the breastbone and uh, regurgitation of food or fluid into the esophagus sometimes all the way up to the throat right atypical symptoms can be uh, a kind of a sensation of a lump in the throat or a chronic dry cough chronic sore throat hoarseness of voice or rarely even dental erosions oh oh wow okay uh, but heartburn can happen to anyone can't it i mean uh, is there any difference between a regular heartburn and a heartburn caused by gerd that's right heartburn from reflux is a common problem and anybody can get it as you rightly said hmm. most people experience it from time to time and uh, it is not something to be terribly concerned about however if these reflux symptoms occur several times a week or if you are uh, having to reach out for antacids more than twice a week you need to be concerned as to whether this is gerd or not right now why would uh, you know somebody develop gerd are there any risk factors involved yes there are you see like many things in medicine uh, there is no single cause for gerd but there are a number of uh, risk factors which have been implicated mm-hmm. uh, they include obesity smoking alcohol uh, drinking too much of carbonated drinks eating large fatty meals late at night or closer to the time of retiring to bed you know pregnancy is also a risk factor now these are some of the well known risk factors but then there are some other you know specific disorders also of the esophagus and stomach you know like uh, esophageal dysmotility and delayed gastric emptying that can also contribute to reflux symptoms oh interesting and also by the way it just sounds like all of our lives <laughs> you know i mean all the symptoms that you just uh, all the uh, causes that you just uh, you know listed out it just feels like almost all of us are you know um privy to this kind of a lifestyle eating late night dinners eating fatty uh, rich fatty meals <laughs> uh, so say one gets these symptoms and then they go for a diagnosis what happens after that right so as soon as one goes to a uh, doctor a specialist mm-hmm. uh, he or she might be able to make a clinical diagnosis of gerd or gerd Uh, based on the history and clinical examination as far as tests are concerned an upper gi endoscopy is usually the first test that is done in patients suspected to have gerd now right. this test is a very good test it not only gives you an idea of the integrity of the valve mechanism of the gastroesophageal junction but it's also a valuable tool for visualization of the inner lining of the esophagus and the stomach the specialist who does the test can also take biopsies from the inner lining if he finds any abnormalities hmm. now there are also some more focused tests which uh, the specialist might request 
um, particularly in cases of severe GERD, these are tests like esophageal manometry, uh, which is a test to look for the contractility of the esophagus, and uh, a 24-hour esophageal pH, uh, which is basically a test that looks at the acid reflux pattern over a 24-hour period. Right. Uh, what do you mean by contractility of esophagus? Well, it is the way in which the esophagus contracts and relaxes. Right. Uh, you know, when we have food in the mouth and when we chew it and when we push it down, it needs to enter the stomach through this food pipe called esophagus. Gravity does help in getting the food down. But mm -hmm. in addition to that, there's a very important mechanism that works to get the food from the mouth into the stomach. And that's what we call as esophageal peristalsis. Uh, you could call it esophageal contractions. Right. Happen in a specific coordinated fashion for us to have a good swallowing process. Mm -hmm. And this test, the esophageal manometry, is basically a test that objectively assesses this contractility. Right. Now, I have heard that GERD can lead to more serious health complications. Is that true? And if it is, then what kind of complications can it lead to? What you heard is absolutely right. Patients with severe GERD can develop respiratory infections, sometimes even pneumonia. Um, they can also develop severe difficulty in swallowing if they develop a condition called benign stricture in the esophagus, which is basically mm -hmm. a narrowing that occurs because of repeated attacks of inflammation in the esophagus due to the acid reflux. But then the most important and the worrying complication of GERD is the development of a pre-malignant change in the lower esophagus. We call it Barrett's esophagus. As I said, it is a pre-malignant condition. Mm -hmm. If left untreated, it can progress into adenocarcinoma of the esophagus, which is a type of a cancer of the esophagus. Oh, that's a bit concerning. Now that you've clearly explained, uh, you know, this illness to us, you know, what are the causes, symptoms, its implications. Dr. Jamil, I would really like to know what are the treatment options available for GERD? Sure. You see, Deepthi, essentially there are three steps in the treatment pathway for GERD. One mm -hmm. is diet and lifestyle modifications. Two is medical therapy and three is surgical therapy. Right. So patients with GERD have to learn to reduce the size of their needs and they should space them out during the day. Large mm -hmm. amounts of fatty food, particularly at night, should be avoided. Uh, regular exercise, maintaining an optimal weight, quitting smoking and alcohol go a long way. I mean, I can't uh, emphasize that enough. Right. It's a good practice to have one's last meal at least a couple of hours before going to sleep. Patients whose reflux symptoms get too severe at night that they have some problems even with their sleeping uh, would benefit from having their head end of the bed elevated by about 30 degrees, uh, you know, so that the contents that reflux up gravitate down into the stomach. So basically, these are some of the sort of dietary and lifestyle modifications that one can do. With regards to medications, yes, there are a number of medications uh, that help in relief of symptoms of GERD. 
broadly speaking there are two kinds of medications one mm. which reduce the acid production in the stomach and the other which increase the emptying of the stomach contents into the duodenum uh, duodenum is actually uh, the medical word for the part of the intestine that comes immediately after the stomach mm. the goal of either of these treatments is to reduce the amount of acid available to reflux up into the esophagus now if the patients do not get fully controlled despite being on maximal medical therapy or if their symptoms get controlled but then they just don't want to remain on lifelong medications or if they develop some gerd complications like the ones that we have uh, discussed earlier a surgical approach can be offered it is indicated as a treatment for gerd right but what kind of surgery would that be sure i mean it's called anti reflux surgery uh, that's the simple description for it it's almost all the time done laparoscopically and the name of the most common surgery that we do for gerd is a laparoscopic misenfundoplication so basically right. in this surgery we try and effectively uh, recreate the defective bowel mechanism by by wrapping the upper part of the stomach around the lowest portion of the esophagus um it's the surgery is done under general anesthetic it usually involves hospital day of a day or two it's very effective it's extremely effective in stopping the reflux symptoms there are a number of studies worldwide which have confirmed the safety and efficacy of uh, this surgery which is laparoscopic misenfundoplication as a surgical option for gerd uh, there are also some newer endoscopic treatments available for the treatment of gerd they have also been proven to be safe and long term studies on uh, the efficacy of some of these uh, newer endoscopic treatments are on their way that's brilliant uh, but what are the advantages of this laparoscopic anti reflux surgery you know over an open surgery dr jamil if you could just tell us a little more about that well um, the advantages of this procedure uh, the laparoscopic anti reflux surgery is that it uh, causes less post operative pain um patients have to be in the hospital only for a day or two it's a very short hospital stay many of these patients will be able to get back to work within a few days not to mention the excellent cosmetic result you know just uh, this operation is done by performing just four or five holes in the abdomen and the overall experience uh, that the patient has is uh, quite good and uh, uh, most importantly the day after surgery Uh, the vast majority of these patients wake up in the morning absolutely uh, reflux free wow that sounds so comforting i mean if i ever found myself in a situation like that i definitely consider the option of a laparoscopic surgery uh, but uh, i obviously uh, don't want to get to that point uh, i would certainly try and modify my diet and lifestyle for that absolutely. I would agree with you 100%. You should always try and modify your diet and lifestyle before you even think of getting to that stage. Exactly, and I'm sure the people who are listening to this episode would also want to approach their lifestyle and diet in the same manner. So, uh, you know, would you like to give any final tips on, you know, the prevention of GERD? Yeah, certainly. if i were to give you three tips uh, number 1 regular exercise to maintain your weight number 2 say 
no to smoking alcohol and carbonated drinks and number 3 don't have fatty meals too often particularly at night so these are the three tips that i would like to tell you but then one should also remember that uh, despite all the appropriate dietary and lifestyle changes if one is still troubled with reflux symptoms he or she should not hesitate to seek expert help Thank you so much Dr Jamil for taking out the time to talk to us about GERD. I'm sure that a lot of uh, people who are listening to this episode didn't even consider the possibility of having this disease uh, might just be rethinking at least their dietary <laughs> you know dietary needs. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much Deepa. So, if you or your loved one is experiencing regular acid reflux or heartburns, do speak to your doctor. They may recommend some dietary and lifestyle changes to help prevent your symptoms. They may advise you to eat smaller meals or cut certain food items from your diet. They may even encourage you to lose some weight or quit smoking. Now, wouldn't that make for a wonderful new year resolution? <laughs> On that note we come to the end of this episode do tune in next week when we come back with another topic and another charcha until then stay safe and stay healthy for more information on this disease you can visit metronic india on linkedin facebook and instagram or reach out to us at hd smartcast on facebook instagram and twitter to listen to more such podcasts tune into hdsmartcast.com or sunte rahiye नए नजरिए से दिस वॉज एन एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट ओरिजिनल एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट